Welcome everyone to another edition of the Dynasty Spin Doctors. Uh, I'm your host Chris Pang, along with my co-host Salalan Dano, and you can find us on Twitter at the Dynasty Spin Doctors. Uh, how's it going, Salo? Hey man, how are you? Good. I'm I'm ready to hit this thing hard. You know, we we had to take last week off due to some illnesses, but I'm ready to hit the ground running again. It seems like a prime cold season, right? <laughs> Yeah, everybody's getting sick right now, especially if you have kids. But yeah. uh, between dodging all the illnesses out there, um, we've had time to watch some fantasy, uh, watch some football, you know, and its yeah. implication on fantasy, fantasy leagues. And um, I just got done watching the – I know that you were busy, but I just got done watching the the Pats beat the Giants here mm-hmm. on, uh, on uh, Thursday Night Football. And uh, – which, which you know, a couple, of, couple of things. First of all, you know, uh, for, through, through whatever method, I mean, it, it was just so many death touchdowns scored and so many points scored by defenses. This mm-hmm. tonight, this is a thing that you're gonna learn about the game once you go and look at what happened tonight. Yeah. Uh, it's just that this, this the, the Patriots D, man, like holy <laughs> crap! If you were, if you, if if you're in redraft and, and and you're you're you know one of those leagues that has dsts and you've picked up the the the, the patriots d just mm-hmm. uh either by by because you've meant to or by by accident mm-hmm. man it's just like it's 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 like it's like having an extra productive running back in your roster every yeah. week yeah it was unbelievable the, i was seeing a tweet uh, and by some people well i've seen a bunch of tweets but one that was kind of funny was uh, Field Yates uh, tweeted out that his MVP for his team this year is the, uh, you know, the Patriots D, and so that, that's kind of funny that you mentioned that because yeah, uh, every time I've had the chance to kind of watch them, uh, it's it's just been insane. And you know, years past we've, you know, the Patriots D has been okay, but I think they kind of took that step up this year, and it's just been kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put it to you this way, you know, uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a, you know, a co-ho, a co-owner of a team um, with a buddy of mine, uh, like old, you know, friend of mine from high school and other friends, and and we're in a league where, where he had Tom Brady, we have Tom Brady, and Tom Brady had two rushing touchdowns tonight. Oh man! Okay, and 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 he had a couple of uh, of uh. uh quarterback sneaks at the one yard line that mm-hmm. just like totally pissed off every sony michelle owner on the planet <laughs> um and and uh and uh, you know josh gordon owners were pissed because you know josh gordon got a couple catches and then got injured and uh was gone for the rest of the game mm. so but but in this in this in this matchup we have tom brady and i'm like oh yeah feeling good and i knew that we had tom brady because the guy was doing pretty well throwing for a lot of yards uh i think over 330 yards and a couple rushing touchdowns and not many mistakes and and then i look and the other guy has the the patriots dst oh. and he's at 20 <laughs> so we're at 22 points and he's at 27 points that's insane we're, so like well he scored more than my touch my, my quarterback so that <laughs> league is probably going to be tough to win this week mm-hmm. um anyway just just uh, that's that's my takeaway from from that game and then it's just about my question to you chris is going into week uh six of the nfl season is what are some of the you know biggest takeaways that, that you've mm-hmm. had over the last few weeks 
Oh, one of the biggest takeaways, and I, I think a lot of people can kind of agree, is that you really just, the amount the league changes each year, from year to year, and you come in and you say, this team's going to be hot, they look hot on paper, or whatnot, we really don't know. As, as like, you know, everyone in Dynasty, you really just don't know what the team's going to produce until you start seeing the week one, week two, week three players like I mean I think one of the biggest things for me was the Monday night game against uh, the 49ers versus the Browns the Browns were supposed to be the super team they were supposed to be the you know the top dog for the uh, Super Bowl championship run and where are they now (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if you caught it but there was a funny video of um, Bosa trash talking uh Baker. Oh, I, I watched all of that stuff. I ate all that stuff up, man. Getting the, the Bozan. Yeah, the, Baker. Uh, Richard Sherman getting into it, too. It's just fun all around. Um, yeah, but in fact, I agree with you, right? It's just, you can't, you, we're, we are all so bad at predicting this stuff, right? So I think mm-hmm. it's just all about risk risk management, knowing what kind of risks you're taking with these picks that you're making in fantasy football and, and mm-hmm. trying to manage the risk. Right, so that you don't end up with a roster that's full risk or a roster that has no risk, and at that point, then you're really capping your 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 ceiling. Yeah. Right. And who um, would have predicted that this would be the year that all the quarterbacks decide to get injured? And <laughs> holy crap! Man. Yeah. And, and, and 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 I and I and I get to eat crow for making fun of all those people in Dynasty that that roster, you know, mm-hmm. the four or five backup quarterbacks. Exactly. Because yeah, because I just always thought those 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 people were fools. Yeah. And um, you know, and quite frankly, that was really bad strategy in years prior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now these guys are turning around and selling backup quarterbacks for first round picks. It's like what? Yeah. Is happening, <laughs> right? People get so caught up in the in, in, in the the, the comp- competitive nature of wanting trying to win now because we're finally in the, in the middle of fantasy football season that. Mm-hmm don't guys here's a piece of advice is, is you know i've got a team like yours that 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 you know i had my starting quarterbacks were cam newton sam darnold and my qb3 was nick Foles. well guess what by by week two i had none mm-hmm. right and and it, listen you gotta you gotta just try your best see if you can get away with with getting some cheap wins <clears throat> if you can but if you can't then take your lumps and see what, what you can do when those those guys come back and if not then count it a loss you know don't go don't go and sell yeah. mortgage your future with like selling your 2020 first round pick for mm-hmm. a, i don't know a andy dole or a, 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 a you know <laughs> don't do that you know just don't do that definitely it, 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 it's, it's that's my piece of advice on that on that yeah and we'll dive in more a little bit in our uh, deep dive discussion a little bit tonight um but another weird thing is this year has been the year where the studs become the duds it feels like you know we've got hopkins adams obj mike evans you know these are our tried and true guys it's like where are they (laughs) And so, uh, you know, that that's kind of a weird weird thing this year. You know, you've got the rise of these uh, young stars, and uh, such as DJ Chark, and it's like, okay, what happened here? Um, 
but I think it's kind of fun. It brings that new, fresh life that, um, you know, we kind of like to see in the the football and dynasty community. Um, You're not just sitting there where you have this super team dominating year in and year out. It it becomes, hey, I've got a shot because, hey, Stephon Diggs isn't performing at all. Uh, What's the story there? And, uh, you know... (laughs) Some of it's due to maybe injuries, some due, due to, like, the way that things are schemed out. Um, you know, it's it's just, it's weird. <laughs> I think for OBJ especially, we can kind of tie it into the O-line for the Browns. And so that's where really, hey, you know, Baker doesn't have the chance to to get the ball to OBJ because he's just under so much pressure all the time. Uh, so it's just kind of... It's, it's kind of been interesting. It's kind of been, uh, you know, one of those years where, hey, I think it's a real underdog shot. It's a, it's a chance to kind of say, you know what, super teams, even though they, they exist and, you know, most leagues have one or two, um, they're not everything. They're not infallible. Uh, so we're kind of seeing that. I mean, uh, even recently last week, there was the scare of the, uh, you know, the hotness this year, Christian McCaffrey, uh, as well as last year, um, potentially getting injured. And we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that, but, um, you know, all it takes is one, one injury. We're seeing that a lot. We're seeing that in QBs and whatnot. And, you know, that's just kind of where we're at. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting year. Uh, which kind of brings us to our next point. Uh, we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about our dynasty pickums, our our players that we are taking the end of our rosters, and we are kind of um, you know subbing these guys in, you know, t- getting rid of the uh, the roster cloggers at the back of our roster to kind of fill in for these injuries. You know, you got the handcuffs there. You've got um, players that are kind of stepping up due to injuries and whatnot. Uh, so we've, we've got a list here of some interesting potential pickups that you can drop, uh, pick up. Oh, and, 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 and you, 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 whether or not you should even do it in the first place. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we all have different strategies for what we do with those last couple of spots in our dynasty roster. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, an opportunity for us to both, you know, tell the listeners a little bit about what what our strategy is, and and um, and you know we'll each we each have what three names that yep. we're gonna pick to to on this dynasty pick them here, and and all this means is that it doesn't mean that we believe in these guys. It just means yeah. that what does it mean chris it means drop the low man on the total pole it means drop the drawn browns the people that you've been holding on to hoping that they do something it's like you're poking them with the stick and you're just like come on do something <laughs> um, right and, and 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 also whether you know that's something that's going to be a decision that is long term or short term right um the, the possibility <clears throat> of it being short term or long term and what what you can do in response to that exactly so, yep so go ahead and start us off. Uh, who you got for your first uh, dynasty pick'em player? All right. So again, these are these are all guys that mostly, if you guys play redraft, you've already heard these names because you've you know the waiver wire in the in the dynasty community is uh, a lot just mm-hmm. thinner 
than it is in, in, in the redraft community. Uh, it, it's just we don't most of those guys are already in rosters because our rosters are just much deeper. And uh, but some of these guys do make it down here. And uh, and that's what discussion that we want to be having. And uh, one of the mm-hmm. ones that I that I, you know, one of the gems that's been some some somebody that's been productive for mm-hmm. me. Um, and yeah. for us in one for... of the leagues that we're in together, <laughs> definitely, uh, it, it is is Auden Tate from wide receiver from the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you know, in a couple, pretty much every league that um, that I had the opportunity to buy him or not buy him, but pick him up on waiver um, after AJ Green was hurt and they you know had a couple more injuries and it was pretty clear that he wasn't going to be able to get some playing time and after i watched a little bit of film mm-hmm. on the kid um and and it's really paid off right and pretty much every league that that uh that i own him um he's borderline a starter or somebody that is is you know competing yeah. for that last flex spot yeah he's definitely know? in that flex consideration i think that's uh that's huge i mean I think what he saved our bacon last week or a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean it's just you know, when when everything is going poorly and you have all these injuries and um, guys are on buys and you know he's the he's the right guy to have in your bench at this time right mm-hmm. now. So that's the discussion that we need to have, right? Is okay. So he's being productive right now because AJ Green is gone and um, he's just sort of solidified himself a spot in that mm-hmm. offense right now um, yeah. as it's being run by Zach Taylor. Um, so so into the future, you know, what is, it, what is the future of Autumn Tate? Exactly. Right? Which... In, the dynasty, in the dynasty sense. Yeah. Right? And something that folks in redraft just don't care about. Yeah. Right? This is somebody that you were going to pick him up and, and we're going to drop him in a couple weeks once AJ Green comes back? Or is he somebody that we're going to look to, you know, keep this guy and and uh, in response make some other move in our roster to open up that position um to any sort of further ads that we may need to to do in in, in, in the season yeah and i think Um, he's a good ad because you know there are those rumors that aj green doesn't stay with cincinnati next year you know there's even rumors i I think uh, aj green put something out that he's ready for whatever happens at the trade deadline uh there's already talks leaking out that potentially they're shopping him before the trade deadline here Um, oh yeah for sure (laughs) i mean i i mean i I, honestly i I was having a talk uh, with my uh my buddy who's a an Eagles fan mm-hmm. uh, was just dying to for his team to make a move at cornerback. You know, have somebody like a uh, uh, Ramsey or a uh, Chris Harris Jr. go to his team and really be able to solidify that defense into something that can take him to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he keep you know he's we're hearing that that you know Howie is Howie Roseman is calling uh, calling about OBJ mm-hmm. the Browns right. And then who else is he calling? He's calling Cincinnati about AJ Green. It's like so. So how he's looking to upgrade his wide receiver core, which once you look at it in a first glance looks mm-hmm. solid, yeah. right? I mean, but you got D who's hurt, and you've got right. uh, some other pieces that are just injured as well. And I, I think the attrition there is real. So I, I kind of understand that. He's a smart GM, and I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I know better than, than somebody who's clearly one of the best you know, general managers in football. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he believes that the Eagles need a, an upgrade, a wide receiver, then they probably do. 
You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, whether it's because of an injury that's already happened and the public doesn't know enough about, whether that be DJX or whatever, or because he just, as you said, attrition, and because he's ready for what comes next. You know, I don't think they're going to be signing Alshon next year. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, so so going back to uh, uh, Auden Tate. Uh, watch this tape. Impressive kid. Went to Florida State. Uh, was huge for his team. Um, on his second year, uh, with the opportunity now to 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 you know showcase his his his. Uh, uh, skills which which have always been great especially in the red zone and uh now is in a situation where it has the guy who he's replacing in the in the in the line um being shopped in a trade right so whether mm -hmm. the opportunity remains in the short term because ej green probably will return and will get you know take his position back and then you, you have autumn Tate who's not producing at that level anymore at your bench that's one of those guys that i wouldn't personally i wouldn't cut him and i wouldn't use that spot to go get somebody new mm -hmm. uh he's one of those guys that i would be looking to hold and see what, what what develops next and especially as you said what happens next with aj green and whether that's Auden tate's position there for the taking mm -hmm. so that's exactly. that's my piece of advice on, on Auden tate he for me is one of those guys that i picked him as one of my three as one of those guys that i say i I do believe in the skill that I've seen in the field. He's not something, you know, elite, but he's some, you know, he's he's certainly above average mm -hmm. in both uh, ball tracking, ball skills, and running routes. Um, and he he is a a physical specimen. So um, go get him if you can, if you haven't already. Uh, try to buy him cheap. Um, Actually, uh, I would bid up on the. Honestly, if if you're talking fab, I would bid up because yeah, on fab. He's uh he's one of those guys that I think I would you know me I, I'm one of those people that just loves to throw uh, heavy fab out hard I, I, I would... just don't think you need to though like if he's still out there like right now I don't think he's mm -hmm. still out there anymore but yeah. if he is or if somebody drops him that's what I would be looking at is yeah once AJ Green comes back you're gonna have people that are desperate for that spot and they're gonna drop drop him pick him yeah. up. You pick him up for cheap, and I try to pick him up for cheap. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way that I see him. But we have different fab strategies, so yeah. Um, so let's let's move on to the next name because we got six to go. That's your turn. <clears throat> All right, I've got uh, Reggie Bonifin uh, from the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think his situation's really interesting here. Uh, Carolina Panthers have run Christian McCaffrey really hard. Um, we we've. I think everyone in the dynasty community and and just the fantasy community as well is wondering <clears throat> how much can Christian McCaffrey take it. Um, that's the the thing to me that's kind of interesting, um, and they're kind of noticing that they they utilized him last week. Uh, he got eighty yards and a touchdown. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's a little banged up. Got got a back injury. Showed up on the injury report there. Uh, he got a full practice in today, uh, but he's a good add in terms of having that handcuff, having that true backup for uh, for your roster. And I think as a CMC owner, uh, it's a really good add that you could potentially add. Um, I think he went in 100% of my Dynasty Leagues today. <laughs> uh, but if he's out there, I'd, I'd definitely throw out a waiver claim. I think uh, 
definitely good add. Yeah, you know, I missed a boat on the one on the one league that I own Christian McCaffrey in, which by the way, I regret that and really wish that I owned more of them. But at the end of the day, and here's what I will say. I don't own a lot of Christian McCaffrey because I just at the end of the day did not have in a lot of startups this year, mm-hmm. a lot of early round picks. I just didn't. I have a lot of later round picks. Um, in the, the this the, the one league that I do have Christian McCaffrey in, I picked him third, and I'm glad that I'm you know had a third you know pick and picked Christian McCaffrey rather than you know at that time somebody else that was on the board that probably would have deserved a, a pick if you went by the uh, the you know the average draft board. But um, but anyway, you know to not to digress uh missed the boat on reggie um it, it, you know i do I am one of those guys that does like to handcuff my my big studs so i do have um jordan scarlet on my team as a backup to uh christian mccaffrey because that's who's been kind of sold all along mm-hmm. the whole year as the backup to christian mccaffrey yeah um and then reggie this guy reggie comes along um I missed the boat on him in terms of, of, of fab, so now I'm looking at having to, you know, either try to go get him or just see what happens. Exactly. So, uh, but as a, I will say this, and that's my question to you, because uh, I'm sure you own CMC in some league. Yep. As a CMC owner, you know, would you rather have uh, somebody like Reggie or uh, Jordan Scarlett start taking some of this load so that you can kind of extend his um productivity and then at the very least not lead to an injury that's going to completely take him out of your lineup mm-hmm. or would you rather they just keep riding the, the heck out of him and, and then getting all those points for your for your team because you've just been loving how how, how much he you're probably if you have him you're probably winning in that league lately mm-hmm. so yeah what's your take uh, so, having just recently bought Christian McCaffrey uh, and kind of capitalizing on the fear of getting run into the ground, um, I would say I personally would love to see some of that split time. I mean, they got to think of, you've got a really great asset here. Don't make him go supernova. Don't don't burn him out. Don't, don't explode him. <laughs> get him off the field. Get him some rest. You know, make sure he's good. Because he's I mean he's only twenty three. He's just been insane this year, right? I mean he's just he's flying through the field. Yeah. It feels like, and that sometimes he is doing his acrobatics in the air, mm-hmm. um, which just, got him the back injury. That's right, and I mean he's just you just have to know a man's got to know his limitations, right? Yeah, exactly. And and if he doesn't, which doesn't seem like he he does seem to me like a little bit reckless. His mm-hmm. his dad was reckless too when he played for the for the Broncos back in the day as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, 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 uh, he needs the team to kind of step in for him, you know? And I think this is one of those opportunities where I, you know, I agree with you as a, as a CMC owner, I want to see somebody come in and take some of the load, whether it be, you know, 25% of the, of the, of the snaps or, or the touches, whatever, you know, just, just, I'm happy with the production that, that that McCaffrey that I get out of McCaffrey, even if it steps back a little bit, as long as I get the set the the, the safety of knowing that he's not you know they're not riding him you know to his limit, he's gonna get injured on any given week mm-hmm. you know yeah so but anyway 
that's yeah. the, that's enough for right <laughs> yeah Sorry. no you're good um I, I think he's a great ad if you can grab him do it but i think the boat for the most part has failed so if you can um try to bank on the fact that christian mccaffrey did practice full um and hopefully they might that might provide you a little bit of a buying window if you are interested i'm sure you could probably get them for like a third or something like that i wouldn't i mean that seems fairly reasonable right oh yeah i mean i i wouldn't want to honestly spend as much as that if i could um so to me it's just one of those things if you can get them like autumn take if you can get them on the fab do it otherwise Mm -hmm. you know it's the kind of thing that you would want to try to get as an add-on in a in a bigger yeah. trade deal that you're doing with somebody. You know, yeah, these, give me these one are... of these guys that we're going to talk later and maybe right. toss in a guy. Um, right, the peripheral next... pieces, you know. Exactly. Next guy I got here on our list for a pickup. This is just due to injury, uh, primarily. Uh, Devlin Hodges, uh, backup for Mason Rudolph. I don't expect a long... Um, outage for Mason Rudolph, but uh, I think this is a good ad for something to just kind of get you through for those kind of situations where you don't have any QBs right now. I mean, QB entries are real. We talked about it earlier in the show, and I think this is a good opportunity to just kind of pick someone up, hope for, um, you know, milk them for what you can, and then uh, drop them like it's hot. Sure. No, and, and I mean, is this is this a good opportunity for us to talk about all these uh, um, backup quarterbacks that are that are mm-hmm. playing in, in the league right now? Or um, because because I think that the 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 fantasy implication of these quarterbacks, as you just mentioned, like you know, good opportunity for you to pick up that second QB if, if your first QB or your second QB has already been there, your third QB or you never had one, mm-hmm. right, isn't available. Um, yeah, I had someone drop Mason Rudolph in a in a league today. <laughs> oh man, that's beautiful. Pick yeah, him up. exactly. Um, so so I mean, to me to me the the biggest thing that I've learned in because I have been punished dearly did this last few weeks by by the uh, quarterback bug, all the injuries and the whatnots. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is that in some leagues, right? There's the difference between these two quarterback leagues that you're in in which you really don't have a choice if you don't have a quarterback you don't get to play anybody in that spot mm-hmm. um, uh, that's something else completely you know and that in those leagues even Taysom Hill holds value right mm-hmm. um, or in super flex right where, where I think the conversation you know shifts more to at what level is it no longer worthwhile to play a quarterback mm-hmm. and, and to pay the money that it or the fab money or the the trade value money that it takes to to get that quarterback mm-hmm. in your lineup right yeah um, i think the hard part too is like if you want to play the smart what you do is you pick up the backup quarterbacks like someone in one of our leagues uh that does it and sell them on the cheap because you know you're not gonna get a lot it's only gonna be a short window and so does the person buying it why not take advantage and sell these roster cloggers for, you know, a third or a second most? Right? I mean, you know, you know, you know I agree with you. You know, I, I don't like I don't like clogging up my roster with quarterback, backup quarterbacks, but, mm-hmm. you know, 
Um, Can you imagine, like, let's just, a perfect scenario, let's say, you know, you had Mason Rudolph, you had Gardner Minshew, you had um, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you have all these backups on your your bench. Imagine if you start selling them for, like, seconds or thirds, how many picks you're going to have and you can reload in the 2020 right there. And and you have to take advantage of the situation, right? You have to know that, and and this is where, you know, having played fantasy the last few years pays off. Mm -hmm. You know know, you've been there. You know that this is a normal, right? You don't see this many injuries or, or, uh, you know, second and third string quarterbacks playing. Yeah. starting in the NFL. And you know, right? they're probably, some of these probably will never have a shot again. I mean... Exactly. <laughs> it, it, no, not to mention that next year you have this 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 big group of quarterbacks that are looking great, mm-hmm. right? And then and, 2021, and the exact then 2021 same thing. even more. Exactly. So I think we're, we're, we're in for, for, for a rinse here. Some yeah. quarterbacks are going to be going out and not coming back. And you don't want to be paying for... for, 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 for even players like Mason Rudolph. I mean, I, 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 I've had this argument with uh, somebody in one of our leagues who is a big Mason Rudolph believer, you know, and, and fair enough. Okay, if you're a, one of those guys that follow him in college and want to, you know, keep, you know, your belief in him, then pay up for him. Otherwise, don't pay up for these backup quarterbacks. And I think that's enough to talk about Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph and these backup quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So who we got next? Well, this the uh, we've got a the, the 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 disaster that is the the New York Giants mm-hmm. uh, backfield, uh, or just in general the New York Giants as it relates to injuries. Um, so uh, we we've got uh, you know Saquon Barkley being injured, and then uh, he's coming back soon. But until then, we had Wayne Gallman was going to be the fill in and actually had you know put up some good fantasy numbers mm-hmm. until he was inju- injured right so now his backup is jonathan hilleman mm-hmm. right he's been the hot waiver wire ad as i'm sure you've seen in your leagues Chris. Yeah. so what, what, what what's your take on jonathan <laughs> here's my thoughts and this is just uh personal uh you know following the saquon barkley and recovery and everything like that Pick them up and sell them right away. <laughs> Don't hold on to them. Don't milk them for points. Saquon's chomping at the bit to get back. I honestly think that he's one of those players you pick up for a few dollars in fab and you sell them for a low pick, like a fourth or a third tops. Yeah, this is one of those guys that I picked to talk about just so that folks are not fooled. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is he not going to hold value in terms of being a starter, but not even as a backup. So, uh, you know, uh, if you are desperate for a, a starter because all your in, the injuries have piled up and you, your buys and you need somebody to start, pick him up. Otherwise, don't even bother. If you do pick him up and somebody holds value for them, sell him. Otherwise, just move on and like we are about to and let's go to what's next. All right. Next we have Brian, Byron Pringle. Yes. So yep. that's another one, another name that I've picked. Uh, that I want to talk about, and it has been uh, uh, a name in redraft as well because of the huge week that he put up last week. And the big thing about the the, the, the Chiefs really being that you know on any given week, any of these wide receivers can really go off depending on who's actually on the field, right? So, mm-hmm. um, Byron Pringo is somebody that that I believe is a you know deserves to have one of those last few spots 
on your dynasty uh, roster. Um, he is one of those guys that I wouldn't. Although, I mean, besides, you know, aside, you know, unlike Jonathan Hillman, like like we just mentioned, and, and others, the last few guys that we've discussed, he is somebody that I would keep on my bench after he holds value and after Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins comes back because you don't know what this bet, what this wide receiver court is going to look like next year either. So he's one of those guys along with Auden Tate that I would put, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, extra value to um, as a pickup in fab, not only, you know, in, 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 you know, in the short term, but in the long term in the dynasty community, there is skill there. There is, there is a value of being a chiefs and, um, the guy is young and talented so mm-hmm. pick him up if you can use that last spot obviously you know it comes down to whether you value the last spot more than you value him um but to me he is worth he should be owning all dynasty leagues yeah I, he's he's one of those interesting pieces where i'm like all right guys and you know certain people had their victory lap with sammy watkins week one but is this the opportunity to potentially move on from Sammy and get some youth in there and just kind of build around, um, uh, build around that youth over there with Patrick Mahomes and, and whatnot and kind of see you later, Sammy Watkins. Like, you can't pay everybody. I'll tell you that. And you know, the the Mahomes contract is going to be record breaking. It's going to break, you know, records of every sports of, you know, (laughs) history um so you, you're gonna have to cut somebody and i think you know sammy is one of those guys that they're gonna have to cut yeah um especially at this his ta- his price tag yeah so and um, i mean he is the the lizard king right that, <laughs> yes um but i think sammy is somebody that, that that you know is gonna hold value wherever he goes next especially if he continues to produce this year he's had a couple of bad games and i actually believe that I actually one am one of those guys that uh, bought Sammy after mm-hmm. week one because I not 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 because of the numbers but because of what I saw on film. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked what I saw on film. So and and, and because this, the the reputation that Sammy Watkins has in the in the community is so poor, the person who had him thought it was like, oh, I'm selling high. I'm selling you know while he's high here. But it really, if you look at the, the trade that we made. I ended up getting Sammy Watkins at a, a pretty average price. So um, I think, you know, given the right opportunity, if you have Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins both back at the same time, that's when the Chiefs offense is going to be hitting on all cylinders, and that's going to be either when you're going to be seeing some really huge numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but and, and, and so all of those players hold value this year, right? Uh, but the in and outs of injuries and that wide receiver core is what keeps people like Byron Pringle and, and all the other guys in that, in that wide receiver core, you know, as having value as well. So, Cool. All right, last guy I've got here is Rhett Ellison. Uh, he plays for the New York Giants. Uh, he's one of those pickups that you'd pick up uh, in place of Evan Ingram, who's out for a sprained MCL, I believe. Um, you know, last year Evan Ingram missed a lot of time, so this is a good opportunity, you know, uh, with a lot of the attrition that's going on over there in the Giants, uh, you know, Golden Tate really, from what I'm looking at the points-wise, uh, I haven't watched the game yet, really took off tonight, so 
uh, you know, there's that opportunity. He scored there. a touchdown. I'll tell you that much. So, <laughs> yeah, I no, saw he that a lot. He looked pretty good. Um, and I, and I think that that's a good pickup too. And not just because, you know, actually guy looked pretty good and the little bit that I got to see him tonight, but because, you know, of all the injuries that you had mentioned already, you might be in the situation where you end up running two tight end sets. Once Ingram is back up, this guy shows, shows up, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is for me is one of those pick up and wait and see, you know, yeah. you're not picking him up to hold you picking him up. Just wait and see what, what's going to happen here. Exactly. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys that kind of gets you through. But I mean, if we can get with one of the uh, the guy we're talking about in our trade talk coming up here, I think we'll be pretty happy with that as well. Um, so without further ado, let's kind of dive into trade talk. We've got some players here that we want to uh, potentially target. Uh, you know, whether these are buy low, whether we think. Uh, uh, they could be the big thing in their, in their, uh, system there. Uh, so we've got some interesting names here. At least I think they're fairly interesting. Uh, so let's kind of hop in and kind of take a look at some of these, uh, players and why maybe they're obtainable and what, what the window is and why. Yeah, let's go for it, man. I mean, uh, do you want to go first on this first name on the list here? All right. One of the big, uh, disappointments this year. Uh, I'm sure I, I personally sold him, but the price was worth it. Uh, Mike Evans. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You were talking earlier about the big studs underperforming, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and what's that? That's done really for the fantasy outlook for m many people. Um, uh, you're, you're, yeah, you're right. I mean, Mike Mike Evans has ruined me in a couple of leagues where, where you know he really showed up to me for for me in one week and then just kind of disappeared the, uh, the rest mm -hmm. and has really hurt me and has hurt every owner quite quite badly um, so I, uh, I I'm one of those guys that believes in this in the talent of Mike Evans and, and I think if your advice here is to give these guys um, uh, an opportunity to or, or advice to go get Mike Evans for what we would consider to be a good deal then you should mm -hmm. um what's a good deal is what we need to get into right and yeah. what what is that what is that what did that trade look like for you that made you give up mike evans exactly so uh diving into my particular trade uh and and it's going to be a little different for everyone uh you know initially i kind of dove in asking for um you know i i was the one that was selling it so i asked for quite a bit uh, and I actually got it here. Um, let me try to pull it up. But uh, one of the suggestions that we're kind of, uh, at least I think it's a good kind of starter offer uh, for Mike Evans. What do you think about two first? Do you think that would get it done for Mike Evans if you were the owner? Because let's see here. I'm pulling up. I got the offer right here. I sold Mike Evans and uh, Mike Gesicki, so I sold both of the mics here, uh, for TJ Hawkinson, a 2020 first, a 2021 first, and then a 2021 second and a 2021 fifth in a um, IDP league. And so I, I felt like that was a good offering. Um, but that was a little that was a little tough to keep track of, um, of all those picks. <laughs> yeah, a lot of picks. I mean, at the end of the day, you're 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 asking about uh, whether Mike Evans is worth 
two first round. Yeah. Right. Do you think that would get it done for uh, most people out there? Yeah. I mean, would that get it done for? So I mean, we need to make this clear. Am I the owner here? Yep. If you were the owner, would you sell for two twenty twenty firsts? Yes, I would do that. Um, but but I want to make the case that first of all, it, there are twenty twenty picks, and I value twenty twenty picks higher than other picks, mm-hmm. and um, and because I think that um, that is, that is getting more than fair value for Mike Evans, and that's mm-hmm. when I'm looking to sell somebody like that is a distressed asset like yeah. Mike Evans is if I'm getting more than fair value for the guy that I'm selling that I don't mind getting rid of that risk. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not somebody who's going to believe in, you know, somebody so much that I'm willing to double down and, you know, go further into that risk, even when given an opportunity to get out mm-hmm. at, 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 at a profit, you know, exactly. Uh, if you're at two first, you're making a profit on Mike Evans. I would do it. Now, mm-hmm. if you're the buyer though, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I think listeners are looking for is, what do you well I, mean, I think you're right I think some people own him and want to know whether two firsts is enough yeah I think Second, two firsts would, would get it done on both sides I think as a buyer I'd feel okay com- offering two firsts I think that's kind of what you'd I'm, have this to is, this is where I'm going to disagree with you that if I'm a, if I'm a and, and this is gonna, just going to come down a little bit of difference in how we do trades, right? Yep. Like, if I'm looking at a buying a distressed asset like Mike Evans, I'm not looking to give somebody two firsts. Yeah, I'd probably do like a 2020 and a 2021 first, maybe. Or, you know, I'd come in with a, a good offer like a 2020 first and maybe a 2021 second. I think that would probably be my entry point. Just one, to kind of... One piece of advice is just to, to, to ask the guy... Yeah. Right. Like, look at my roster and see is, is there somebody that you like on my roster, especially on the bench, that I can add to a, to a nice pick. Exactly. To, to give for him, you know? And that's the kind of offer that I'm looking to give somebody. Somebody on my bench in a 2021st. Mm-hmm. Here's okay. a question for you Would you, uh, if you got offered uh, Tyler Lockett straight up, would you take that with for Mike Evans, or would you want an extra piece on that? No. I definitely would not. What about take. Tyler Lockett in a twenty twenty second? You think that'd get it done? Hmm. That see now we're talking. I mean now we're <laughs> really talking about you know, um, yeah that would that that would be a lot closer for me. I mean I'm I'm not one of those guys that doubts Tyler mm. Lockett at all. Um, I still think in the end of the, the end of the day the value is still with Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. I'd probably still hold him if that that was thrown at me i probably want to try to see if i can turn that second into a first and then i definitely would pull the trigger mm-hmm. right if i could get tyler lockett in the first then i'd do that in a heartbeat definitely right yeah um, but no i think i might hold him if i'm only given a second and lock okay so we should move on yeah let's move on to our next guy uh great window buying window right now um and before it gets too out of hand, uh, Will Disley, I think he's a good opportunity to buy young. You know, Uncle, Uncle Will's there. Um, I'm coming in fairly. It doesn't, get any better. it doesn't get any better than getting the results and having everybody in your team say good things about you. Exactly. Right? And they're making plays specifically for him. Yeah. Go, so. go, buy, go buy Will Disley cheap. Yeah. So, uh, 2022nd. <laughs> you think that... 
No. Cheap. No. You can get you can get cheaper than that. Try I, to do it for a third. I don't know if I'd sell them for a third. I I you wouldn't sell them, but if, if you're trying to buy them for a third, yeah, you're trying to sell them. For I don't a think they're gonna plus. sell them for a, a third. I really think they they would uh, hold on. I think because I know I know that the we try to offer these uh, you know these low deals and kind of work their, our way up, but at the same time too you want to not kind of offer too low of a deal and we'll, we'll kind of talk about that a little bit later um that it's almost like okay you, you've got so many offers left and then i'm walking away from the table i think a 2022nd is hard enough that it it's an attention getter if that makes sense oh no i get it and so that's like i think for will disley i'd just come in and say hey Point twenty second. Let's get it done. Let's sign the papers. Let's walk out of here. If you're comfortable, and I mean, and I would, I am comfortable doing that in some cases with mm-hmm. the players that I, I really believe in. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I feel that way about Will Disley. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, I feel that way about Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I would pay up for Darren Waller. Yeah. Um, Even with his age. Yeah, because I just it, it to me is just about the opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And and what he's shown and what I've seen on film, it, it just it's just it's elite type of level. Yeah, it's top five tight end type of results in fantasy. Yeah. if he's if he continues to have the same type of uh, opportunity. Yeah, in PPR, um, he's the number six on the year. Um, you doesn't know. surprise me. So. And but, then, but that's that's just a matter of opinion, right? So yeah. to to me to me, you know, and, and again a matter of strategy, right? I, I, I really try to as as nicely as I can bid low mm-hmm. and work my way up to see the least that I can pay for this person. Yeah. Right. And and, and, and and the other way around when I'm selling, right? I start really high and see as much as I can get out of this guy. Yeah. So I'm gonna so. throw two names at you real quick here. Uh, Alexander Madison, you think that would get it done? Straight up for Will Disley? Sure. Oof. <laughs> Especially to a Dalvin Cook owner, I think that probably would. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I would have to say it would have to depend on um, my roster. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm the Dalvin Cook owner, then yeah, then I think mm-hmm. I, I, I might do that. Especially if I already have a tight end I can fill in. And then, um, for Will Disley, so I guess to me it just all depends on roster. If you're talking in terms of value, I think you're a little low. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what about a name like D.D. Westbrook? Do you think that would? Uh... Yes, absolutely. <laughs> then at that point, no, you're you're definitely talking. Awesome. So yeah, there you go, D.D. Westbrook for Will Disley. I think that that'd be a good uh, solid player to offer for him. Very nice uh, play. Let's uh, keep it on the same team. Let's move on to uh, Chris Carson. Yeah. You know, he's he's hot. What do you think? Do you think personally my thoughts are that uh I see Seattle kind of sticking with him. I I see them uh keeping him on next year. I don't see them picking up another running back. Uh, I think production-wise him and then developing um developing as well. I think that you know, they're pretty set there. Mhm. <laughs> um do you see the same thing long term? I think I, I see Chris Carson in the picture long term. Yeah, I mean versus I'm like, Penny. I, I am not one of those Penny troopers that mm-hmm. uh, you know 
believes the guy and you know that i think Pete Carroll is smarter than dragging his team through the the, the misery of making sure you know mm-hmm. putting him penny in there when he shouldn't be in there just because they picked him high as a draft pick yeah that's you what know? i like about Pete Carroll's you know he's he's kind of He's that guy that'll just kind of, hey, if, if I chose poorly, I'm going to let him develop, and I'm going to play my best asset. Um, so, Chris Carson, uh, pick-wise, would you sell him for a 2021st? Because, I mean, I think the temptations there out there, um, 2021st-wise, I think that that's kind of on par for how he's being viewed in the community. Um, mm-hmm. I think you can definitely get that. But because of the belief that he could be that long-term asset still there, um, I'd be happy to buy him for 2021st. I, I, th- I think that, I mean, of all the things that we've talked about tonight, is the, definitely the, the most, like, fair value mm-hmm. that has been mentioned, right? Chris Carson for a first, yeah. yeah. I mean, it just all comes down to what you value more mm-hmm. right i mean if you're in a full rebuild you don't want to do something like that right yeah, definitely if not. You're, if, but if you're in the opposite then yeah then you know if your team is is already kicking it and kicking butt out there and and you're you're looking like you can uh you're already going to make the playoffs and you can contest the championship do do that give give away your first next year get chris carson who's going to just give you very nice numbers the rest of the year and as we said, has a future uh, long term. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so let's move on to our uh, quick question of the day here. Um, this question comes in from JDG183. And he writes uh, I keep missing out on big trades that go down, and I would, and I would have done them personally. Uh, how do I get these types of trades done and stop missing out on them? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think you have to be aggressive, right? I mean, you have mm-hmm. to be, uh, uh, and it really just it really all comes down to uh, how much uh, time you can dedicate to, you know, fantasy football and, and mm-hmm. uh, whether you want to be looking at these trades. I mean, I, I'm not one of those guys that likes to, to trade on a whim. Mm-hmm. Right, I like studying my trades. I like looking at the numbers. If if I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'll have fun watching video mm-hmm. film on the players at yeah. the last minute, just just as a as a, as a you know, consequence of of having a trade offer, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I you know, I, I think to me it just comes down to being the kind of guy who's always has an eye for looking at what people need and what you need and if you can find a way to make profit out of what assets you have uh, compared to what assets they have and what they need mm-hmm. um, so that, that, that to me is, is, is you know I know this sounds sort of self-explanatory um, I tend not to you know tell people to just go go look at online calculators right dynasty online calculators and and and, and do it that way but uh, they do help um if you're if you don't uh feel confident that you're um that your first instinct on a 
the value of a player or of a pick mm-hmm. or whatever is the right one, then, 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 you know, get a second opinion. You know, use one of these, one or two of these calculators and see if you're, how far off you are. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you'd be surprised, right? One way or another. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that, that would be my second piece of advice <laughs> on. And another thing that I would say is, you know, you got to have that pulse. You got to have your finger on that pulse in the league. Um, and what I mean by that is you've got to kind of <clears throat> play that social game in your league. You've got to be able to. I really think that you should kind of be talking to every single person in your league, even if it's not trade-related or even if it's not, um, you know, anything about football. Get those feelers out there. Get in communication with people. Build that rapport with your teammates. Or not really teammates, but uh, league mates, sorry. Um, And kind of just talk with them, you know. Get that rapport so that you're like hey i do kind of want to chat with you if i have uh you know if i have something going on i'll let you know that kind of stuff um it's one of those things that uh i found beneficial where i'm just chatting with someone and they're like hey i'm thinking of selling someone uh and that that's kind of how i got that big uh girly trade i was telling you about or sorry not girly um christian mccaffrey trade um earlier this week was I was talking to another league mate and he's like, Hey, I'm thinking about selling Gurley. You got any interest here? Uh, and I said, well, what are you looking to sell him for? He's like, Oh, a first. Uh, I said, Oh, that's, that's cool. Um, just out of curiosity, how much is Christian McCaffrey? And you know, he told me his price and I, <laughs> you gotta get that little shock and I'll be like, Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you were already sold as soon as he said it, right? Exactly. And that's, that's fine. That's the kind of thing that kind of leads us to another point is <clears throat> don't be so sure of an offer that you're not willing to take a better one. And oh, yeah. What right. I mean by that is don't be so set on a player that if they offer something better, you just like, no, I, I got to have this player. I got to have CMC when, hey, they're going to give me Lev Bell for like a second or a third you know <laughs> you know and that's that really comes down to what, what do you what do you want the most out of trades mm-hmm. right some people want different <clears throat> things out of trades you know I've, to, to me i really like some people really want the best player mm-hmm. right and, i want the best value like that's to me just oh, i'm so i have these values this perceived values of picks and and players in my head and to me, the, when it comes down to these decisions, it all comes down to w- which one, at the end of the day, is the plus and pluses and minuses, <laughs> and what is the biggest. I'm obsessed with that, and mm-hmm. I want that. That to me is, at the end of the day, probably <clears throat> me the most, based on my observations. Yeah. Right? I mean, th- these values aren't made up by somebody else; they're made up by my observations of players. Mm-hmm. So, and anyway. I, I think the other big thing too is you want the person to kind of. Um, leave the conversation saying hey we didn't get a deal done or we did get a deal done but i would do business with them or i would do talks with them again no matter what and i'm you've experienced this i've experienced this where you do have the situations where things just go south super fast and (laughs) it gets gross but ideally you want to kind of build that rapport with someone that says you know what we didn't get something done 
but I enjoyed chatting right. with them, and I'm willing to chat with them again. And you know, there's always going to be those those people that are difficult to deal with, but uh, when you're looking for these kind of deals, you want them to have that kind of pleasant experience, you know. And you know, I always end my trades with, "Hey, pleasure doing business with you." You know, that totally, kind of... <laughs> totally. You know, that that makes it for good talking uh, or a good question for another episode, which is, you know. What happens when you've already burned that bridge, mm. you know, with somebody? And he and this guy happens to just own two or three of the players that you really want mm-hmm. in your team, you know? What do you do then? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it, it takes a lot. Uh, you know, I, I say the social game, if you can work on that, that's the biggest thing. But also kind of come in with some empathy, um, right. you know, understand what their needs are. And kind of come at them with, uh, you know, a very social aspect. You know, you want them to, you, when you get them to kind of agree with you, um, you want them to say, uh, almost like, you want to kind of regurgitate what they're looking for. Uh, and then get them to say, hey, is this what you're looking for? And they'll be like, yeah, that's right. Right there you have them in that okay, now I'm, they're kind of understanding where I'm coming from and what I need, and so they're hearing me out. They're going to work a good deal on what I want because they're understanding me. And so that's kind of, if you're kind of doing those parroting for what they need, I think you'll get that uh, that good interaction with them. Yeah, that's 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 probably a lot more my style, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think I heard you say earlier that uh, a couple minutes ago about you know, just interacting with league mates, just, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's not about trades. I'm really bad about that. Like, I'm, I'm just not one of those guys who make small talk with mm-hmm. people in general. Definitely not somebody in my fantasy football league. So uh, it's tough for me to do that. So for me, I have to make that up. I just, during my trades, mm-hmm. I try to be as pleasant and as um, uh, tactful as possible. And I try to really keep in consideration what they want out of this trade and i try to make that happen to the best of my ability while trying to get the most value as possible out of this trade exactly yeah and you know trades aren't always about the winning like we talked a little bit about the chris carson the 2021st for chris carson we thought that was fair the closer you can get to a good fair deal the more likely they are to come back to the table. And I think that's one of the big ones. So when we have those, hey, I want these big trades that go down, I would have given them more or whatnot, you know, maybe do start offering a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, you come back, you come at them with those strong offers, well, they're going to come I, back think, to you. And the... I think there's something to be said also about, you know, you also learn who those uh, people in your league are mm-hmm. who, who, number one, like to trade and then number two um you feel like you have a better sense of the value of these players than they do mm-hmm. and and if that's the case and they've already shown that they are willing to trade with you then absolutely and then i would develop the best relationship as i can with those people you exactly. know because they're they're you know first of all they're gonna be just forever sort of suckers it's not, you know, the, the, that's kind of like what the uh, Patriots have done with the Browns over the years, you know. Just like, yeah, trade us all of your players, mm-hmm. you know. We'll take all of them we'll, we'll, for, for cheap, 
absolutely you know please mm -hmm. keep please keep doing this yeah. yes help us you know uh, yeah yeah i absolutely would love to do that mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I think i really that's one thing that kind of gets missed in dynasty is you want to have that social game you know it's like oh. the survivors the big brothers that kind of thing you sure. want to have that social game because that's really what's going to kind of add to you and it's not a game to kind of win and be like haha i voted you out of an island it's to kind of just build that report these are people that you're going to be playing year in and year out mm -hmm. get to know them you know I chat agree. I think it nothing more than builds your league stronger and you're going to have a lot more fun in the years to come. Uh, and, you know, if you start making really bad lopsided trades, people are going to start chatting. Oh, I don't want to trade with him. What if he takes advantage of me? Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I've done that. I hear you. And I agree. You you have the right idea, my friend. Take his, <laughs> take his advice, people. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So that's what we got for trades, you know, just because someone makes these big one-sided, lopsided trades, yeah, you can pull them off, but in the long run, it's going to hurt you more than it's going to help you. So, yeah, that's what we got for the show today. Um, go ahead and, uh, if you uh, enjoyed our podcast, feel free to uh, rate us, leave some comments, and uh, uh, we'd love to hear some feedback from you. Uh, I'm at Dynasty Pangs and Solo is at the Dynasty Dawn on Twitter, and you can hit up both of us if you'd like for any questions you've got. Uh, feel free to submit your quick questions to have them uh, hosted on the show, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Take it easy, guys.